can this bull market be stopped? Can you only hope to contain it? Ryan Dietrich joins us right now, senior market strategist for LPL Financial. And, uh, you know, again today, we're up 100. We, the market, I hate, when I was a short sell, I hated when I kept, would watch people on TV or hear them on the radio say, we are up, we are up. I'm like, yeah, you're up, I'm down. But the market's <laughs> up 174 points right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is. For, on the year, uh, just year to date, uh, we've got the, 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 the SP 500 up 15% already. It's only October. That's right, Corey. It's obviously been a historic year for bulls, but also a historic year for volatility in that we haven't seen any volatility. You know, let's talk about October for a second, the scary month of October. Historically speaking, October has been the most volatile month. Sure enough, wouldn't you know it, though, 2017 right now, with uh, you know about a week to go in October, we're looking at the least volatile October ever and one of the least volatile months ever, if you look at just the daily changes, since August of 1964. So, Clearly, 2017 is really breaking all the rules in terms of volatility, and the bull continues to just slow and steady, trickle higher. All right. So your job is to look at the charts and figure out what what kind of interesting trends we're seeing that either tells us that we're about to top out, or that we're about to, or that we have more momentum to the upside. Tell me what specifically, Ryan, you are looking at right now. Sure. Well, right now, Carol, obviously, just yesterday, we reached the longest streak in the history of the S&P 500 going back to 1928 without so much as a 3% correction from peak to trough. So breaking the record from the mid-90s. Is that signs so of a healthy market or not? Well, we do think it's a sign of a healthy market. I mean, let's not forget the mid-90s were not the worst time to be long for the next couple of years. But what it does tell us is, you know, this month is the 100th month of the economic expansion. June 2009 is when it started. So clearly the, this economic expansion is getting older. We fully expect there to be more volatility. But it's very, very important to remember when we've had these historical years with very little volatility, like this year, like 1995, like the mid-60s, and a period in the early 50s, the very next year saw more volatility, but by no means did a bear market just start. In fact, a lot of times, Carol, the bull market continued for a couple of years as the economy was strong, and all in all, higher volatility can go along with the higher market, and that's kind of what we see playing out as we get into 2018 here. So, so you, a return of volatility, you think, would be actually good for the market, but we're, we're sure aren't seeing it. Well, you're right, and who knows? You know, who knows when it's going to start? But the longest streak ever without a three percent correction, we think it could could happen soon, Corey. But nonetheless. Um, you know, we've only had eight one percent changes either up or down this year on the S and P 500. Again, the lowest number since 1965, those mid 60s. So, there's only really one way for volatility to go up, and it probably is higher. But will it just surge higher? You know, everyone loves talking about the VIX, the volatility index. Will that just surge to 30 or 40 next year? You know, we don't think so. I mean, we could just see some more modest volatility, more normal volatility as the business cycle ages, as we're starting to see interest rates come higher. You know, Europe, obviously, we'll see what they're going to do with the ECB, but they're going to potentially start to take some money, take the pedal off, uh, take the foot off the pedal a little bit. We think more of a normalcy could come in. And finally, you know, those cyclical names that have been leading us, we think cyclicals will continue to kind of be an area that do well in small caps, which obviously the Trump trade small caps, we still think those look pretty good, too, with the whole tax reform. And the fact that what the Trump overall, trade? Mm-hmm. What Trump trade at this point are you talking about? Yep. Well, 
with the Trump trade, I mean, really, the ones that got us to the dance, Carol. I mean, we're talking financials. We're talking technology, and we're talking small caps. It's kind of the cyclical areas in, in small caps. Small caps specifically obviously do well when there's going to be potential tax reform. But the overall global bull market is strong. I mean, 21-year highs in Japan. The Nikkei's up 16 days in a row, the longest streak since 1952. Europe is breaking out for the most part in, in here in the U.S. So for finally, after a couple of years of U.S. leadership, we're finally getting uh, the rest of the world is kind of participating in this global bull market looks pretty good to us, and the overall global economy still looks good. I mean, 13-year highs in manufacturing, that's, that, it is what it is, 13-year highs in manufacturing. Historically speaking, recessions do not start for two years after a peak in manufacturing. So to us, very little chance of a recession next 12 to 18 months should lead to continued uh, higher equity prices and global higher equity prices. So uh, you say very long, you say long some of the same stuff here, or do you, or do you start to sort of say that these have had their run, I've got to look somewhere else? Yeah, well, we, coming into 2018, we definitely think, you know, when there will be an eventual pullback, Corey, we like value over growth just by a little bit. We've liked growth for a long, for a long time, but there is still a really extreme uh, outperformance from growth relative to the value. So value still looks nice to us. And again, financials, yes, they're breaking out here. A lot of these regional banks are making new multi-year highs, but there's, some of them still aren't even where they were in 2007. So uh, there is still a lot of room and potentially in value, in our opinion, as we head into 2018 here. And any of the charts that you look at, look at that um, create some nervousness about or, or concerns that the, that the stock market cannot head higher? Well, sure. I mean, obviously, the number one concern is if you consider the fact the S&P is up 11 consecutive months on a total return basis. Uh, Carol, since, 19, since 1950, that's only happened one time. I mean, this is a historic move that we've seen, let's call it, over the past year, approximately. So Which, could there be a yeah. well-deserved rest? We absolutely think so. Bigger picture, though, still looks pretty good to us. What happens as the Fed starts to raise rates? Well, historically speaking, you know, what the Fed has told us, they've telegraphed things pretty well here. We know they're going to probably start to raise rates, coupling at the fifth interest rate hike, you know, during this cycle. Something to think about here. If you go back in history since World War II, the average recession starts 47 months after the first rate hike. Well, the first rate hike was about 23 months ago. So, again, these are just, you know, numbers and putting things in perspective. But to us, there still could be quite a ways as the Fed continues to to hike rates. I mean, historically, hiking rates normally, as long as you have low inflation, the stock market does quite well, and clearly we still have low inflation. So to us, you know, once we see wage growth up over 4%, that's when you start to kind of worry a little bit. Maybe things are overheated. Clearly we're not there yet, Carol. We will see. A lot of enthusiasm there from Mr. Dietrich. Ryan, thank you. Ryan Dietrich, senior market strategist at LPL Financial, uh, on the phone from Charlotte, North Carolina.